Tonight's scripture reading will be from Genesis 8, verses 8, or sorry, verses 20 through 22. Genesis 8, verses 20 through 22. And I believe that's page 6 on the uh, Red Pew Bibles. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of the of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered the burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. God has designed our world with laws, the laws of nature, the law of gravity. You can't escape it. It's going to, it's going to get you. You cannot fight against the law of gravity. Or if you're into mathematics, I always enjoyed physics. Force equals mass times acceleration. That's the only thing I ever learned in physics, but it's a law and it's universal. It always works that way. There are laws that parents know. If a child leaves a Lego out on the floor, it's guaranteed that you're going to step on it in the middle of the night. That's just the way it works. It's a law, it's inescapable. Tonight, as we think about laws that God has put into place, we're going to talk about the law of seed time and harvest. This particular lesson comes from the passage that Joe just read a moment ago in Genesis 8, verses 21 and 22, after the flood with Noah. When they all got out of the ark, God said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. When one plants a seed, they always get a harvest. And that law is not only true in physical realms, you plant actual seeds and you get actual plants, but it's also true in our lives, the law of seed time and harvest. You reap what you sow. And the thing about this law is, Every one of us, we're sowing seeds of different kinds all the time in our lives. And the question we need to ask ourselves, are we happy with the harvest? Is God honored by the harvest that's being reaped in in our lives? Are we sowing the right kinds of seeds? I want to start this evening by talking about four principles that relate to the law of seed time and harvest. Four principles broadly. And these principles apply to all of us because this law, the law of seed time and harvest, you reap what you sow, applies to all of us. Principle one is this, we reap what we sow. Think about what the Bible says concerning this particular principle. In Galatians 6, verse 7, the apostle writes, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. And he's talking to people who are sowing all kinds of fleshly desires. And he said, stop doing that. Sow to the Spirit. The things of the Spirit are what you need to be all about. But whatever you sow, you will also reap. Again, Genesis 1, verses 11 and 12, back during creation, God put this law in in motion. He said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit, which is in their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. The principle then is that whatever you plant is what you're going to get as a result. And this principle needs to be thought about in our lives. Again, many times, 
earnest, sincere people plant really poor seeds and then wonder, why is the harvest in my life so difficult to bear? Why are the the fruits in my life so difficult and so bitter to eat? Why is it that so many things in my life are the way they are? And oftentimes it's because of the law of the harvest, because we're reaping what we sow. Every seed yields fruit after its kind. Principle number two is we reap in a different season than that which in, in which we sow. I mean, think about it. You plant a seed and it takes time for that seed to yield fruit. This is the law that God has put into place in our world. And so Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 and 2, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. The wise man is just observing and saying, I see life and I see the way things work and sometimes it's time to plant and sometimes it's time to harvest that which is planted, but it's a different season, a different time. James 5 verse 7, the the writer James says, be patient therefore brothers until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. When we lived in Tanzania many years ago, they didn't have seasons in Tanzania. It's too close to the equator. What they had were rainy seasons and dry seasons. So they didn't have spring, summer, winter, fall. But they just had a short rainy season and a long rainy season. And the way that they would grow their crops is they would time their planting according to when the rains were going to fall. That's what James is saying as well. The farmer plants according to when the rainy seasons are going to come. And he waits for the early rains to make the crop start growing. And then he waits until the late rains. And finally, the crop is brought to harvest. The point, we reap in a different season than that which we sow. Oftentimes, people in our microwave society sow a seed and wonder why they don't have a harvest in 10 minutes or 30 minutes. That's just not the way life works oftentimes. Principle number three, as we think about this law of seed time and harvest, we reap more than we plant. Think about it. You could plant an entire field with a sack of seed that you could carry on your shoulder. And that's the principle that we read in the Bible as well. Hosea 8 verse 7. He's writing about the wicked Israelites. He says, they sow the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. It always comes back. The harvest does in spades. It always comes back in abundance. That's the Bible principle. It's the the way the law works. The standing grain has no heads. It shall yield no flower, Hosea goes on to say. They sow the wind, they reap the whirlwind, their iniquity, their sin. John 6, verses 8 and 9, Jesus was looking for a way to feed the crowds, the masses that were listening to him. And Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, brings this little boy with five loaves and two fishes. And he says, but what are they among so many? Oftentimes... When we think about our relationship with God, we bring small things to God. We bring small seeds before him. And we often ask, just like Andrew does, what are these among so many? But God can take a seed and God can multiply it in amazing ways. Jesus does a miracle on this occasion. He multiplies those loaves and fishes. Don't ever hesitate to bring even small things to the Lord because he can take those and magnify them. The law of the harvest is often one of the ways in which that happens. Genesis 26 verse 12, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him, the Bible says. 
We reap in a different season and we always reap more than we plant. But every one of us is planting things all the time. Principle number four, you cannot control last year's harvest. What's planted is planted. The harvest that's coming is the harvest that's coming. We can't get in a time machine and go backwards, seeing how things have worked out and say, you know, I really wish I had planted different seed a year ago, 10 years ago. Can't do it. That's not the way life works. Farmers can't get in their time machine having seen the way the weather would work out and say, I wanna go back and, and replant or plant at a different time. We just cannot control last year's harvest. It's an important principle. What God challenges us to do is to think about today and to think about the seed that we're planting today and to think about what we're doing with today, to make full use of the time that we have now to plant the kinds of seeds that God desires us to plant. Hebrews 12, 16 and 17 speaks about Esau who sold his birthright. And the Bible says after he had uh, seen what happened, he sought after it with repentance and tears, but he couldn't, re he couldn't re recover the birthright that had been taken from him. That, it, that he had sold. We can't go back and undo some of the deeds of our past, Hebrews 12, 16, 17. Ephesians 5, 15, 16 then challenges us, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time for the days are evil or making best use of the time, this translation says. We are to make every effort to have the kinds of lives that honor God today. Plant the seeds that God wants you to plant now and stop worrying about seeds that have been planted years ago. We're going to reap the harvest of those seeds, but what are you doing today? What kinds of seeds are you planting today? 1 Corinthians 15, 58 challenges us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. You can't control last year's harvest. So do something about the next harvest that you're gonna receive. Those are four broad principles that deal with this law of seed, time, and harvest. Seed yields and produces after its kind. And therefore, as Christians, we ought to stop and think about a couple of things. So lesson, or I guess point number two of our lesson tonight is this. Do not sow the following. If we're just gonna put a fine point on it, there are some things that God says, don't sow those kinds of seeds. You got your Bible? Let's look at some passages together. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter six and look at verse 14. Do not, God says, sow discord. Proverbs chapter six, Old Testament. Proverbs chapter six and verse 14. Listen to what the scripture tells us. The Proverbs writer is writing about things that God hates in Proverbs six. Did you know God hates some things? The Bible tells us that he does. And in Proverbs 6, verse 14, the Bible says about the worthless person, the wicked man, he devises evil continually, he sows discord. And then in verse 16, these six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, verse 17, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and verse 19, one who sows discord among brethren. I knew a lady one time that enjoyed sowing discord among brethren. You know what she would do? You would say, how are you? And she would say, oh, I guess I'm doing okay considering all that's going on. That would be the way, I mean, characteristically, that'd be the way she would answer a question. I guess I'm doing okay under the circumstances. And so your natural inclination is to say, well, 
what's going on? You know, what, can I help with something? And she would use that as an opportunity, as a springboard to share all kinds of slanderous and gossipy things. And she sowed a lot of discord. God hates that kind of behavior. He hates that kind of attitude, the Bible says. Trying to sow the seeds of discord, division among God's people, don't do it. Sometimes we can sow discord just by saying things that are true, but they're not necessary and they don't need to be shared. God hates one who sows discord among brethren. Don't sow that seed. Second, do not sow trouble. Job chapter four, verse eight. Listen to what Job says. Turn over there in your Bibles, if you would. Job chapter four, verse eight. In Job four, verse eight, God says, or excuse me, Eliphaz, that's Job's friend. He says, even as I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. He's just making an observation about what he's seen in life, this man. And he's wrong about a lot of things, Eliphaz is, but he's right about this, that people who sow trouble are going to reap trouble. What do you think's gonna happen when you go around making trouble all the time? When you go around getting in trouble all the time, what kind of harvest do you think you're going to reap? And so here's God saying, don't sow that kind of seed. How about injustice? Back in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse eight. Don't sow that seed. In Proverbs 22, verse eight, the Proverbs writer says, he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fail. The ESV says he who sows injustice, iniquity, sin, to do that which is unrighteous, to treat your neighbor in an unfair, in an unjust manner. God says, don't sow that kind of seed. Don't act that way. Don't treat people that way. Galatians 6 verse 8, those who sow to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He tells you what kind of harvest you're going to get there. If you only do what feels good and what you desire in the moment, Galatians 6, 8 would tell us, if you only do what your flesh, what your, what your worldly desires tell you to do, then you're going to reap corruption from that. Don't sow to the flesh. And then finally, this is interesting to me as I study the Bible, there are some commandments in the Old Testament that say, you shall not sow mixed seed. I mean, he's talking about literal seed. This is, an Old Testament, uh, this is an Old Testament commandment. You're not supposed to take a bunch of wheat and then a bunch of other kinds of seeds and mix them all together and sow them in your field. God said, don't do that. Don't sow mixed seed. Can I just talk about that for a second? You know, that's a commandment for the old law, but when you stop and think about it, that's also something that Jesus would be concerned with when you look at the New Testament. He said, he says to us that we are to, we are to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are to, we are to take the word of God that God has spoken by his mouth and live by that. Matthew four, verse four, you know, sometimes people sow the seed of God's word, but they mix it with other things. They mix the word of God with the doctrines and commandments and creeds and traditions of men. Don't sow mixed seed. Don't sow different kinds of things together. If you're going to preach the gospel, if you're going to teach God's word, just teach God's word. Don't sow mixed seed. That's what God would have us to do. Don't sow those things because you're always going to reap what you sow. You're always going to have a harvest that follows after the seeds that you've sown. Turning this around, point number three, we need to diligently sow the following. God would say to you and me, 
be all about these things. Here we go. Got your Bible? Let's look at some passages. Look at James 3 in verse 18. We are to sow, brothers and sisters, the seeds of peace, the seeds of righteousness that lead to peace. James 3.18, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. He's talking in context about brethren who fight with one another, who are arguing about a lot of things. And he's saying the true wisdom that's from above, James 3.17, is a wisdom that comes from being willing to yield. It's a wisdom that comes from being kind and peaceable and having a gentle spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus says, for they shall see God. They shall be called the sons of God. Matthew chapter five, verse nine. We are to sow the seeds that lead to peace, that make for peace. Are you a peacemaker? It's what God would have us to be. Secondly, sow this kind of seed, the seed of bountiful giving. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 9 and look at verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. Again, listen to the principle of the harvest, the law of the harvest as it's found in God's word. But this I say, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, he who sows sparingly, he's talking about our giving, he who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And then in verse 10, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, verse 10, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. There is a principle here, brothers and sisters. The principle is we are to sow bountifully because there will be a bountiful harvest. That's the promise God makes. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. The reason why we give generously as God's people is so that God will continue to bless us so that we can give even more. That's the principle. That's the idea found in scripture. So bountifully so that God will entrust us that we can give even more. We are to sow in our bountiful giving diligently. Next, what does God want us to sow? He wants us to sow spiritual things. Turn back to Galatians chapter six and look at verse eight. Galatians chapter six and verse eight. I know I've got you looking at a number of passages. It's good to open our Bibles and to see where these things are found. Galatians chapter six, verse eight. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. We talked about that a moment ago. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Spiritual things. God wants us to be interested in things that please him. That's how you sow to the spirit. You focus on the fruit of the spirit. I mean, think about it. Fruit, sowing, those things go together. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law, the Bible says. What should I sow? What spiritual things should I sow? Let me just go out on a limb here. You ought to sow love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We ought to sow those seeds so that we reap in kind the harvest. Those who sow to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life, God goes on to say. God wants us to diligently sow the seeds of righteousness and integrity, Proverbs 11, verse 18. Integrity has to do with the inner man. It has to do with your motives and desires. It's not just doing the right thing because other people expect you to. It's doing the right thing because you really want to do the right thing. It's doing the right thing because that's really what you're all about. That's integrity. 
In Psalm 26, verse 1, the psalmist says, I have walked in my integrity. And in Psalm 26, verse 11, at the end of that psalm, he says, I will walk in my integrity. David was all about doing the right thing for the right reason. He was a man of integrity. God says, you sow that kind of seed. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, because it honors and pleases God, regardless of if you get any kind of acclaim or a pat on the back for it. Even when you suffer for doing the right thing, keep doing the right thing. Sow that seed. You're going to like the harvest that comes from that, God says. Diligently sow the following. Sow the seed of God's word. In the parable of the sowers, a sower went out to sow, Jesus says, and he scattered seed everywhere. And then when he interprets the parable, he tells you verbatim, the seed is the word of God. The sower that goes out to sow, he is scattering the word of God everywhere he goes. And just think about the imagery. That's the way they would, that's the way they would plant in Jesus' day. They would take, you know, a sack full of seed and they would just walk through the field and they would just scatter that seed. And some of the seed would fall on the wayside, some of the seed would fall on the thorny soil, some of the seed would fall on the stony, but some of it would find good soil. And his, his purpose in telling us that is, my disciples, Jesus says, are people who are sowers. They are people who everywhere they go are bringing the seed of God's word to people's hearts and making sure that that seed comes into contact with their hearts. And sometimes it doesn't make any impact and sometimes it makes just a shallow impact, but sometimes it takes root and they bear fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold, Jesus says. Diligently sow the word. The word is what makes converts. The word is what changes people. The word is what brings people to a relationship with God. Keep sowing the seed of God's word because the law of the harvest it's, it's one you can't escape, like stepping on a Lego in the middle of the night. You just can't escape that law. It's going to happen. Whatever we sow, that we will also reap. Number four this evening, God would say, as we think about the law of the harvest, the law of seed time and harvest, wait patiently. Again, we are sometimes frustrated because we sow seeds and we don't see results immediately because we plant and we don't immediately see a giant oak tree. That's just not the way God works. That's not the way the law works. And so the Bible's encouraging us constantly to wait patiently. James 5, 7 again, the farmer knows he's got to wait until it receives both the early and the late rains. The farmer knows that it's not time to harvest until later. And wise Christians know that just because we plant seed doesn't necessarily mean that there's immediately a harvest. But we plant seed because we believe the law of seed time and harvest is still here, it's still rele relevant to us. Again, wait patiently. Galatians 5, and 23, the fruit of the Spirit, those things that we just listed a moment ago. Think about all those qualities as you look at them. Who among us can say, I've, I've mastered those things. All those things characterize me and, and, and I am perfect in all those areas. Who among us can say, you know, I've got, I've got love and goodness and kindness and self-control. I've got those things completely in, in my life. There needs to be patience in our lives as well. Keep sowing those seeds, keep planting. And God, the God of the harvest will bless us in kind. There needs to be patient waiting in our lives as we wait for the harvest of the seeds that we've planted. 
We need, as the people of God, to think more about the laws that God has put into place. And the law of seed time and harvest is one that is eminently practical. You're sowing something all the time, every day that you live. You're planting something every day. And maybe just ask yourself as you go through your week this week, what kinds of seeds am I sowing today? What kinds of influences am I having on others today? And is God pleased with the kinds of sowing that I'm doing? Thanks for listening this evening. If you need to respond to the gospel this evening, put on Christ in baptism. If we can help you do that, we'd love to. If we can pray with you, pray for you. Won't you make your way down the aisle while together we stand and while we sing?